Hmm, that's weird. That's weird. Kind of weary me out. You are a sad, strange little man. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's just crazy. Isn't that weird? That's weird, man. It's strange. What's up, campers? Welcome back to episode 188 of Camp Strange. I am your camp counselor, Alex Tobin. And I'm your other camp counselor, me. And we're back to reading the spooky, wacky, weird, strange, and shrunken? Uh-oh. <laughs> but before we get into these uh, longer stories, we got to catch you up on any of the weird news you may have missed. Um, I clicked a story that I thought was going to be a lot funnier. Yeah. Because it says, I mean, this is not a funny title, but it says, 31-year-old <laughs> man shot in face after refusing to give man some potato chips. It's kind of, I, I mean, yeah, I see where you're going with that. The potato yeah. chip part's funny. But then I just read the article and it said the guy was shot in the face and it doesn't say and it says it was over potato chips. So there's nothing funny about it. Does it say anything like what type of chips? Uh, that's see, that's the question. Are we going uh, back into chip talk? It, but that's why I brought it up because thirty year old, thirty one year old man shooting happening nine p.m. outside of Lusty's Adventures. What is that? Lusty's Adventures. On Stanton Ave, you guys know where that is? That and, must be uh, like a porn shop or something. Yeah. Akron, Ohio, I think. Um, uh, yeah. uh, Lusty's. <laughs> okay, this might be getting good. Lusty's Adventures? Yeah. Lusty's is L U S T Y. Possibly S. Lusty's Adventure. Uh, here is their Instagram account. But a 42 year old man asked uh, for some potato chips and then he said no and the guy shot him in the face. But he was injured. He didn't die, which is good. But. Um, but oh, they arrested the forty-two-year-old guy after he boarded a bus. They got him on the bus. So wait, did he die? No, the guy was injured, uh, transported, non-life-threatening injuries. But they got the guy who shot him in the face after he got on the bus. That's why you never get on the bus. Yeah. So this is saying it's a sports bar, but it looks oh. like it's a strip club. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so. Uh... That's so the wives don't catch any, you know. It's it's a nightclub, but night is spelled N-I-T-E. Oh, no. You know that's that not means. good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But that's not – I was going to skip that one because I found a better one. And well, it has you to do, said it, so you didn't so skip I, it. I didn't skip it. But I this is more of a PSA because yeah. – uh, or I should say PNSA. Because risk of penile fractures rises at Christmas, doctor finds. <laughs> Whoa. People so, getting freaky for the holidays. Yeah, so um, apparently there's a significant increase risk of penile fractures uh, beca- be- due to um, injuries occurred during wild sex around Christmas time, particularly in positions where you're not in direct eye contact, such as reverse cowgirl. Is that what it says? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you it fix says, a, pe- a penis fracture? Um, the fracture, <laughs> the fractures are often heralded by an audible crack. Ow! Ow! Oh. Uh, followed by severe pain, rapid loss of erection, and severe swelling and bruising. When, <laughs> when patient presents to their doctor, their penis often looks like an eggplant. Okay, that explains the emoji. Oh. I'm assuming that's based on the color. Uh, <laughs> and the size and the green thing at the top. Yeah. <laughs> but Now, the um, green part's actually at the bottom. That's the ooze. <laughs> I 
Seiyus. All of our penises are kind of like, you remember those tires that like if you drove over a nail, it didn't pop the tire and like green ooze filled the hole? You remember that from like the nineties? I would see commercials. I think you're like, confused. I think you would imply I think you would put the green ooze into the hole post puncture. I remember something about green ooze, like a, them running over a nail and then like green ooze like filling the hole. Yeah, like, I think like that was green a... ooze in the tire or something. No, I don't think it was in the tire. I could be wrong, but I thought it was like it came with a little syringe that you'd poke in and fill her up. You could be right. Well, I'm just saying that my penis is filling green ooze from the 90s. So. <laughs> but oh, no. But so when they say significant rise, I have to don't be afraid, everybody, because um, it says that um, hospital data for 3,421 men who sustained penile fractures. Oh, that's in Germany. Uh, the from, Germans be freaky, though. But to so schnitzel. only schnitzel. Only 3,500 from 2005 to 2021. So, you know, um, they're not as common as you would think. Um, but it says if every day was like Christmas, 43% more penile fractures would have occurred in Germany from 2005 on. Ooh. So it seems like this is a German problem, not my yeah, problem. I ain't going to worry about it. <laughs> you know, Germans, flimsy penis people. <laughs> That's what that's what the UN did to them after World War Two. They're yeah. like, okay, everybody line up. We make your penis a little bit more flimsy. They took all the structure out. It's <laughs> like a paper kite. <laughs> they crawled underneath all their houses and they removed the foundation. Yeah, yep. they just took a sledgehammer and knocked them out. <laughs> uh, I I I I found a little bit here that says prompt surgery. Oh, prompt surgical repair is typically recommended. Left untreated, a penis fracture might result in a curved penis or permanently unable to keep an erection firm enough for intercourse. Oh, but well, they don't really the, tell me how they fix it. Mm, what are they two, doing that surgery? Just putting packing peanuts in there? <laughs> two popsicle sticks. <laughs> a nice little splint. Yeah. Oh, toothpicks for you. A little crutch. <laughs> I don't know. That seems like a. Um, I- I'd be too embarrassed to show my big my eggplant to uh, to a nice doctor. Yeah. You know, I'd be like, no, I'm gonna suffer in silence, and then you know, just just big old red stain in the front of my pants for the rest of my life. You know how I roll. Constantly bleeding. Yeah, it's it's fun. Anyway, so those are my two stories. I had one more, but I don't want to. You go. You go. All right. It happened. Kid Rock says he's done boycotting Bud Light. Okay, I saw that. Was was he still do, were people still doing that? I don't think so. I don't think that lasted very long. They can't keep away from the delicious Bud Light. Yeah, uh, it's uh... and I I like that he addressed this just because I remember like two weeks ago a photo of him drinking like a Bud Light at the airport surface and people were making fun of him. So then he decided to. Uh, Decided to address it. He said that uh, Bud Light deserved a black eye and they got one. Um, But continued on saying, so do I want to hold their head underwater and drown them because they had a mistake? No, I think they got the message. It's very weird. I know we've talked about the Bud Light situation, but the the more I had, I had to, I had to bring it up because we've talked about it. 
No, no, no. I'm glad you did because the as more time passes, I kind of keep coming back to the fact that like realizing that these people were mad because they thought that like Bud Light was trying to. They're like Bud Light is promoting trans ideologies to to people, and first off, that's kind of dumb. To, to get mad about yeah. but then if you really look at the situation they literally made like customizable cans for like 50 people and one of those people happened to be a trans uh like um content creator yeah and they're and they blew it up into you're trying to promote i'm like what do you like what the this is what you guys freaked out about like yeah i don't know you know i saw post malone have his can and then i wanted to get face tats you know i maybe i'm just <laughs> you know peer pressure or something but yeah, it's very strange, but uh, you know what? At least, at least Kid Rock is back to making really good music. I love Kid. Yeah. Well, when, we, everybody... when I was living in L.A., they had they had Rams, the football team, Bud Lights, and I drank about twelve of them, and then I started headbutting everything. So I don't. It could be real. <laughs> oh yeah, kept I, running I my I head sco- through the the drywall. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because. Uh... You know, your uh, the the rage, your, your alcoholism. <laughs> that's just uh, that just happens if you drink any beers, yeah, right? True. Yeah, I drink Coors Light, and all of a sudden I'm loading up the old rifle with silver bullets. Exactly. <laughs> okay. okay, you're gonna be on a list somewhere. You're like, no, nah, I'm looking your- for werewolves, baby. <laughs> Well, speaking of silver bullets, an uh, 82-year-old woman calls police on caretaker threatening to kill her. Police compliment caretaker on firearms and leave. Caretaker kills woman four hours later. Um, I'm pretty sure that was her husband. I've seen the video of the police, the police video of them, like, at the house. And she's like, he's going to kill me. And he's like, yeah, I am. And then the cops are like, ha see you later, old people. Yeah, so uh, she it wasn't her husband. She's had oh fucking oh maybe my I'm God, thinking of a di- I might be thinking of a completely different situation too. No, um, no, no. Oh yeah, maybe. But uh, I mean that sounds kind of similar. So in New Mexico, this woman, um, Junaine Fennell, Junaine, Junaine. Anyway, um, so she she didn't even call the cops. The guy, her caretaker who had been caring for her for the last several years. He called the cops because she was, like, freaking out and being, like, blah, blah, blah. And then the cops showed up, and they're like, oh, you're the firearms guy because she's like, oh, he's going to kill me. He's going to kill me. Uh, so, so he's like, she's freaking out, saying I'm going to kill her. So he said, you're the firearms guy. And officer asked, and he says, oh, yeah. And she, he goes, nice. <laughs> and the guy goes, they're loaded. They're ready to go. And, and he goes, we don't need to see them, the officer said. There, There's one probably right there in that case, and I see another one over there. Uh, and then the officer continues saying, I like folks that have guns, since he is a gun owner himself, the officer. And then uh, basically it ended with the officer, uh, one of the the caretaker going, what do you say to the do- uh, to the – anyway, it doesn't fucking matter because basically <laughs> – um, the guy's like, oh yeah, the cops showed up and they're like, oh cool, you you seem chill, you have guns and stuff, and he's like, yeah, she thinks I'm gonna kill her, and then he, she like the police leave and he just like shoots her. Apparently, he just shot her four hours later. Um, 
The neighbor man was screaming for help and told us to call the police. He says he's killed her. Yep. So the neighbor called the police and was like, yeah, remember that guy you just came and checked on? That that gun you didn't take away from him, he, he killed that woman. So, um, I mean, I'm going to say something I, that I'd probably be judged for. Um, but, I mean, like. <laughs> I can't wait for this. You're the caretaker, right? Mm-hmm. And you want this lady to die. Mm-hmm. Just leave. You don't. That's have, you a good don't point. have to shoot her. You can just like leave. You know, or or just like give her like a full like a sugar cookie. Because I this woman does not look like she has her blood sugar under control. So I okay. mean, she she you could have definitely she's in a constant state of laying down, um, and she looks like she's drinking a soda with a straw from a laying down position. Mm-hmm. That can't be good, right? Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not a very health conscious person. Um, but basically, yeah, she's dead. The guy shot her. It's not funny. It's not. This isn't funny, guys. Stop <laughs> laughing. Quit trying to make it funny. It's eighty. <laughs> eighty two's long, right? Oh, that's plenty enough. Yeah, there was any quality of life there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. That's fucked up. No, keep, no one deserves. Just to put get the shot. shovel down. Um, but the guy. It seemed like he threatened the cops too. It's a good move. Oh no! The woman said, "What did you say?" And the guy said, "I said you're fine until I kill you." And then the then the co- then the officer said, "All right, he's." He's threatened to do that. What? Get out of here now, Cardana said to the officers. Go away. So the caretaker was like, get the fuck out of here to the cops. Yeah, I want to and shoot then, her in peace and quiet. Yeah, and then the neighbors called, and they're like, yeah, he killed her. And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. You got to have patience to be taking care of patience. Yeah, saying? Yeah. Yarmin. All right, I'm going to do my next news story. Yeah, that wasn't funny. No, woman pretends to be Waffle House worker for hours to steal cash, police say. Oh, that's kind of a cool. She went undercover. I mean, she worked a shift. Give her the money, you know. How? So she would just like walk. No one. You know what? I think there's a lot of turnover at Waffle Houses. Yeah. So I don't think that like I was going to be like, would the workers kind of understand that this was a new person? Yeah. I mean, it's easy. Just be like, oh, yeah, I started. I started today. And they're like, okay. And they're like, God, she's the best waitress we've had in a while. And then all of a sudden, all of their tips were gone. So this entire article is six sentences. So I'm just going to read it. Uh, This is in Riverdale, Georgia. Riverdale, Riverdale police are looking for a woman who they say pretended to be a Waffle House employee and got away with cash. The sneaky thief happened at... The sneaky oh sneaky theft happened at a Waffle House location <laughs> off of uh, 6500 block of Highway 85 on December 12th. Investigators say the woman working two hours at the restaurant before opening the cash register and stealing an undetermined amount of money. Uh, officials she worked for two hours. Yeah, officials shared the surveillance photo of the woman who is seen wearing the tra- the chain's trademark hat. If you have any information that could help identify the woman, call Riverdale Detectives at 
770-996-3382. That's all. That's all we got. Another question I have is like, it's, it's becoming, this economy is really not for robbers anymore. I tell you, it's becoming harder and harder to have a profession as a robber because one, my question is, that wasn't my question, but my other question is what businesses Mm -hmm. still handle that much cat? Yeah, that too. uh, Fuck. Now you fucked me up. Um, Dealing that much cash? Yeah, Waffle House. Do you think? Yeah. People don't pay in cash at like diners and stuff, right? Uh, Anywhere. Waffle House. I feel like Waffle House is its own breed of like. Those are people who don't believe it. Like if you eat at Waffle House, you don't believe in credit cards. Like no, not necessarily. But uh, it's it's just kind of a zoo there, man. I've only eaten at one once. It was amazing. I loved it. And it was like four a.m. But. They're an interesting place. Uh, my other question is, if you had to rob a place, you personally, mm-hmm. that would like have the best returns and you know lowest uh, risk for like cash wise, like yeah, w- where you pot shop, where you do <clears throat> pot shop or pawn shop, pot shop, dispensary. Yeah, but I feel like they have their guard up. They got that security guy there. Well, yeah. I'm just saying, I think that's a place where people pay with cash the most. Yeah. I mean, even gas stations, I feel like probably not as cash flush. Nah, I doubt it. Yeah. And you get weed, too. That's cool. You can sell that oh, for I get money. so much weed, man. Yeah. If you're robbing the, uh, the gas station, you got to be running around with all those heavy bangs in your pants, you know? And then you got to get the, a barrel of gasoline to roll down the road. <laughs> I love... You got to stand there and fill it up with, yeah. like, the gun pointed at him. Yeah. I don't do the gun. I do the hand no. in the front of my sweatshirt. Yeah. I, That's cool. I would probably just bring a big knife. And you don't want to be shooting a gun around gasoline, you know? Well, here's the thing. If you have any kind of weapon, that's aggravated assault. Yeah. So you're better off just putting a little comb in the front of your pocket sweatshirt, and you point the comb, and I got a gun. So at least if you get arrested, you're like, it's not aggravated, which takes time off your it's see <clears throat> this is the kind of inf- like questions you have to be asking if you're robbing people like do yeah. you bring a gun because if I get caught like I get more prison time but if you're going in with a comb or you're afraid you're going to get caught then you weren't even committed to the robbery in the first place right you think you're going to fail yeah you can't go in with that mindset well the the one problem about your uh your little idea is that I'm considered a weapon just as a person Oh shit! You're right. So actually, can't really get around that, you know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, when I, I'll just drop my pants, and they're like, "What is that? That has to be a weapon." And I'd be like, "It's actually an eggplant." <laughs> and they're like, "Yep, it's, it's purple and crooked. It's dripping chemicals, sir." <laughs> you know, that green. If you touch the green news, have you seen Alien? <laughs> it's acid. Yeah. So I got all these holes in my pants. Like this robber had acid, yeah, <laughs> leaked right through his pants. Where was this coming from? That'd be a fun anyway. robbery, just slinging acid around, <laughs> walking with like a bug sprayer full of acid. Nah, you, got, spray. you got to get like a paint bucket full of acid, and then you get a little ladle. You swing you know that what, ladle around. You know what I would do? I would go in, uh-huh. <laughs> swing a ladle is pretty good. 
Swing a ladle. That's a good country song name. Um, <laughs> but I would go in, rob the place, uh-huh. and as I was leaving, yeah, yeah, I would I would put hot lava on the floor. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so they couldn't follow like me in the out doorway? of the store. Yeah, no, yeah, I'd make yeah. like a nice trail from like behind the counter, so the guy's like, I can't even get out. I put a little on the counter, so if he yeah. thought he was like gonna jump over, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, that's a good idea. It's it's a really good idea. What do you keep your do you lava any, in? Um, I don't know. What do those guys in the silver suits like keep their lava in when they take it back to their lab? Like burlap lunchbox. Sacks? I think it's like yeah. a burlap sack. I think it's like a thermos of some sort, right? Yeah. Where you hear the lava guys coming for you? You hear something? Yeah. I think it's just the voices. Continue. <laughs> yeah, I'd get like a. You ever seen those guys like getting lava? God, yeah. I, I've never seen anything look tastier mm. than a little dollop of lava. I'd love to cook a pizza on lava, you know? Oh. I know I can't touch. I'm being realistic about this. Like, you only got to get it like five feet away from the lava for like two seconds, and then it's cooked. Well, you think it's two seconds? How long do you have to leave a, a DiGiorno there? Nah, I think a, desert, a DiGiorno, you find a nice flat lava rock, you slap that bad boy on for 27 seconds, but you got to keep it moving or else it's going to crisp up. You got to start off by you got to lay down a good little bed of cornmeal. <laughs> cornmeal and flour. Good I mix. knew you were going to say cornmeal. Wait, are you letting the metal touch the lava? There's or no metal. Hovering There's it? no metal. You, but what are you holding it over the top of the lava with? You, you have to have a pizza pan. No, no, no. Like I'm a, saying you, you know find a good flat lava rock, you slap down 30. A pizza stone? 30%, 30% flour, 70%. Cornmeal. You keep saying lava rock. I don't know what a lava rock it's is. It's rocks I, that touch lava. You don't know what lava rock is? <laughs> <laughs> no, lava is liquid. There's, it's not rock form yet. If it's rock yeah, form, yeah. What do you it's think? Cool. You think it's just hovering there on its no, own? It's in, no, it's I, in a thing of lava rock, man. No, you had the fucking pizza on like the stick that they take the lava. I mean, they fuck that they take the pizza out of the oven. You know, like with this, this, uh, yeah, the wood stick. No, I'm with, just like, grabbing the, it with my fingers. <laughs> no, you can't do that. And if lava is rock form, it's too cool. I need to be as hot as possible. Yeah, it needs no, to be flowing not, a little I'm bit. I'm not okay. I think where we got mixed up, I think where our okay. wires got crossed was I'm not putting it in the lava. Okay. I'm simply putting it in proximity of the lava. Oh, you're just putting it like next to a lava. Oh, flow? if you put it on the lava, it's it's immediately engulfed in flames. You can't cook anything on lava. That has yeah, to just I, be close to the lava. <laughs> yeah, but you can't leave it just like like close because that means one side of the pizza is getting That's harder than the other. You have to you keep hover it, it over the top. Got to keep got, it moving. Oh, you're spinning the pizza. Yeah, it's a pizza pie on a, on a lazy Susan. <laughs> no, the lazy Susan would be engulfed in flames. That would <laughs> no chance. You'd have to be consistently dousing it with water while it's close to the flame. Now you have soggy pizza. Yeah, one time I was in uh, San Francisco and I went to a restaurant that grilled burgers on lava rocks and I got violently ill. <laughs> I'm not making that up. It doesn't make sense. None of what you just said makes sense. You can ask my buddy Thomas, Thomas McGee. We went and got burgers on lava rocks and I got <laughs> very sick. Mean? What do you mean they cooked it on lava rocks? Yeah, they slapped it on lava rock. <laughs> That's not how that works. It is, man. Look it up. You can find Lava Rock Burgers, San Francisco. 
Hold on, they're, let me open up my browser. They are nowhere close to lava. Lava rock burgers. <laughs> San Fran. I would I would have wow. like my Wow Burgers and Grill. Don't eat there apparently. <laughs> I got violently <laughs> ill. So my technique is the fucking stick you take the pizza out of the oven with and I would just get along like that thing. Oh, and I, put the, I was wrong. Uh, it's Moe's Grill in San Francisco. Okay. Well, don't eat at Moe's then. Or at least don't eat the burger on the lava rocks. Don't ask for um, a rare. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I just hold the pizza over the top of the lava. I feel like that's a better technique. Oh, good, lo- good luck to the bottom, uh, the, to the tops of your hands, you fucking Okay, do you, do you ever make a s'more asshole? You could, d- no. you could adjust... You could That's adjust. on a stick. Yeah, I'm just saying you could move it away from the flame or the lava so you don't get as burnt of a bottom, and you could do a slow process cook. I'm going to have to bring all this up to my sister-in-law. Is she a lava expert? She's a volcanologist. You made that up. I didn't. Is she a Star Trek person? Is that like a Vulcan? No, she deals. She studies <laughs> volcanoes. I know. I'm fucking with you. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't think science is ready for this question, so you could bring it to her. Yeah, you know what? We out. got Google. How long? How long you take a cook of pizza on the lavas? How long pepperoni? How long pepperoni lava cook pizza uh, San Francisco? Just type in all those keywords. Uh, lava pizza. Oh no, that's a pizza. It's called lava. Um, place the pizza on the lava stone and let it cook for <laughs> three to five minutes. Shut the. What? I still don't know what a lava stone is. I know How you do you made not that know up. What lava stone is. Man. I know what lava, lava rock is. Yeah. Yeah. Same fucking you cook, thing. You cook nothing on those. They're porous. Yeah, it scrapes all the burn off. You put them in your front yard. Yeah. You can cook on them. How do you cook a burger on a pile of front yard rocks? You heat them up. He's got to find a flat one. <laughs> okay. This conversation is done. Is it? I think. <laughs> Google said it prompted for me to search lava rock restaurants near me. And I clicked on it, and the top one is a restaurant in Hawaii. <laughs> Pretty sure San Francisco's closer, but that's fine. I don't even know what a lava rock restaurant is. Yeah, they cook everything on the lava <laughs> rock, dude. I don't know how many times I got to explain this to you. Please send me a picture of what this contraption looks like. Are you literally just putting, like, a raw burger patty on a, like, a pot Slap full it on. of stones? Yeah, yeah, there's fire underneath it. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, well. Does it make it taste like better? Problem. No, it makes you violently ill. <laughs> I only bring my worst enemies to that restaurant. And I go, hum, hum. And I hold the burger on the side of my face. Yeah, make it yeah. look like I'm eating it. You throw it over your hum, shoulder. Hum. <laughs> throw it over your shoulder. Okay, I think we solved this mystery. The dogs love that restaurant.
Um, if I'm ever near a lava flow, I'm definitely bringing a pizza. Yeah. Not a lava stone, but my f- maybe we should try both actually. Yeah. I'll let you spin your pizza and I'll, I'll taste test. Yeah. Fair enough. Anyway, okay. Should we get into these stories? I guess. Okay. I kind of I'm kind of just heated now, you know. I'm kind of just thinking about pizza on the lava stone now. I feel like I need to get some fresh air. <laughs> he leaves the house, buys a, runs to the airport, buys a ticket to Hawaii <laughs> immediately. Okay, um, let's get into it. Now, David, we all know that Christmas is coming up, and we have to find that very special gift to get for our loved ones that just says, I really went the extra mile. Now, in today's world, it might be a stand mixer or even a little painting of off Etsy of their dog dressed as a Victorian-era woman of the night. You know, everyone has those. But back in the 1930s, we didn't have such luxuries. So we had to go deep into the jungle to find the best little gizmos and gadgets the world had to offer. Now, although I am speaking... Wait, what? Now, although what I am speaking of are religious symbols that represent victory, prowess, and power to certain cultures, the ones outside of those cultures only saw them as souvenirs and oddities. But enough of this long-winded intro as I shrink my paragraph down in order to get to the history and process of the shrunken head. Ah. So... Amanda, one of one of our camp strangers, DM'd uh, us and requested it. And I was like, hey, that's actually kind of interesting. I do not know how they make shrunken heads either. And it's just I vinegar, also, right? Yeah, it's mostly vinegar. Yeah. But uh, it's also featured as a present in The Nightmare Before Christmas. I would love a shrunken head. So I found it very apropos to do that. Um, yeah, I think the shrunken head chases a child through the room. Yeah, I'm look up um, eBay real quick. There's a lot of fake ones out there. I mean, we'll get. No, I want a it, real but... one. Yeah, well, I... we'll get it. We'll get into that too. I'm trying to find one, but um, th- there's a nice little, you know, don't you're gonna give shit away. I know what you're gonna start googling and f- find shit. And no, I'm just trying to figure out fun. how much it costs to get a real shrunken head. They're illegal. Yeah, that's fine. Well, I mean, you are selling a person's head, so yeah, whatever. They're dead. <clears throat> okay. So let's get into it. So when Westerners finally made, their, oh, did I just Ooh, get, fifty what? to sixty thousand dollars? Oh, that's that's probably a real one. Yeah, shit. So <clears throat> when Westerners finally made their way deep into the jungles of the Amazon, more specifically the area between northern Peru and eastern Ecuador, I always thought like shrunken heads for some reason were. I mean, I think voodoo, yeah. you know, from Africa or voodoo, voodoo, voodoo. or voodoo. Exactly. I thought they were like the the predominant ones because of I think I was guessing because of Media. New Orleans. Just, yeah, no, just like New Orleans in general, they're yeah. just like, oh yeah, we got like shrunken heads and shit, and you're just like, oh, that come, must come from like African culture, which I think they adopted it, but that's not yeah. where it like originated. So like, uh, originated in South America. So when they were uh, originated in North Dakota, <laughs> John. Langstrom, he did it. He did it first. Um, so northern Peru and eastern Ecuador, they ran into the Jivoroan 
Jivarone, Jivarone people, which includes the Shuar, Achuar, Hambisa, and Aguaruna tribes from both Ecuador and Peru. Those are the tribes that were living in the Amazon jungle in that general area between the countries because, you know, they didn't have any borders when they originally went into that jungle and started living their lives. So these tribes would fight over the same stuff that every human fights over even today. Land, resources, hunting grounds, and in the wake of these many conflicts, there were bodies, bodies, oh, sorry, there were bodies and bodies with heads. So, after an enemy had fallen, the victor would decapitate their enemy and bring the head back to their village to make a tansas, a tansas, I think it's a silent T, so I'll say sansas. <clears throat> aka a shrunken head so the purpose of the creating of sand sauces sand sauces hmm. was not just for decoration or craftsmanship but in reality these tribes believe the purpose of shrinking a head of a slain individual was to acquire the soul of the slain person this would give the person who wears the head additional power and protection against suffering the same fate so they're basically just like talismans i mean yeah i feel like we talked about <clears throat> i can't remember if it's like irish or actually i don't even know what's the culture that wore like ears like ears on a string type shit uh wasn't that the vikings it might have been the vikings that's why i'm not really 100 percent sure but this is taking place with like a bunch of cultures some people cut off a piece of the person they killed and they would wear it other people would like bite take a bite out of their heart or like eat them because they believed they obtained their power if they ate <laughs> them but this was kind of like a talisman that people would wear around their waist to show that not only they were a good fighter but it would also have like religious protection powers and be like you i can't die if i'm wearing this shrunken head okay uh which is pretty i just think it's pretty dope to just like walk around with a shrunken head on your waist yeah am i the only one uh, apparently, the Vietnamese uh, wore ear necklaces. Oh, maybe it was that. But I could have sworn it was like the the Vikings did that too. Could have been like teeth. Oh, uh, you know ears. what? I think we talked about one specific. Scalps. I think there was like one specific Viking warrior, like war chief, who did that. I think oh, we talked have. about him once. Ear. Go. Irigo. What's his What's his name? Irigo. Irigo. <laughs> Ira take. Irigo. So after a head was shrunken, the Tatsana, the Tansit. I can't say this. Santos. The Santos were worn around the waist, showing prowess in combat. So the process of this is pretty interesting, and it's not everybody can do it it takes a lot of practice so the practice the process of creating a shrunken head begins with removing the skull from the neck we all knew that come on an incision is made in the back of the ear and all the skin and flesh is peeled from the cranium uh which is so funny because i not funny that's not funny um but i always like for some reason, I was like, oh, they probably just, like, put it in something and the whole thing shrinks. I'm like, why the fuck did I think bone would, like, shrink down at all? Yeah, I always thought, you know, jar of vinegar just 
dunk it in for a week. Yeah, and it gets it's like the opposite of the hand that you put in the water and it grows or the yeah. alien whatever, yeah. you know? It's like put it in the shrink. Uh so they would actually just peel all the flesh from the cranium. Red seeds red seeds were placed underneath the nostrils and lips and were sewn shut. The mouth is held together with three palm pins. You know, the classic like like they stapled the mouth together yeah, and yeah. that was just I think they did that so like the the head wouldn't talk. They're like, we don't want this. Yeah, no chit like, chat. Si- yeah, don't saying shit to me, yeah. Mimir. Uh, so uh, the fat from the flesh of the head was removed. Then a wooden ball mm. is placed under the flesh to keep the form. The flesh is then boiled in water, and has been and had has been saturated with a number of herbs containing tannins. The head is then dried with Hot rocks, fuck, <laughs> fuck. Lava rocks, baby. <laughs> okay, well, I'll give you. I'll give you this. You could cook a head, but not a pizza. Um, so dried with hot rocks and sand while molding it to retain its human features. The skin is then rubbed with charcoal ash, and decorative beads may be added to the head as well. In the head shrinking tradition, it is believed that coating the skin in ash uh, keeps the musak or avenging soul from seeping out. So they still believed that the soul was within the head, like the person resided within the head. Okay. And that's why they also like closed the mouth. It's like, oh, I want to keep you on my hip to like retain your power, but I don't want you cursing me. So I'm going to like shut you up. I'm going to like sew your eyes shut, show, sew your mouth shut basically. And um, yeah, just kind of uh, block, block it in with some ash, I guess, um, which is, interesting so i mean the whole process is very interesting yeah, nothing very i would do but you know just not my cup of head <laughs> so um it was a very delicate process to shrink heads in the first place and if you boiled them too long all the hair would fall out and if you mm-hmm. pulled them out too early the skin would not hold its form so there was a craftsmanship and a process and they would actually pro- practice on non-human heads to perfect their craft. Mm. But we'll get to that in a second. Don't tell me it's monkeys. No, it's actually worse. So, like I said, Westerners saw them tiny little heads and were like, I gotta get this shit for my kid for Christmas. So they started to buy them as souvenirs. And in the 1930s, a shrunken head sold for 25 to $330. And today, that's today's dollars. Okay. So it was probably like fucking a nickel. Yeah. Like, here's a shiny coin. Like, just bing, sh- flick it off your thumb. Mm-hmm. Um, but in fact, they were so popular and lucrative that head peddlers learned a new profession, started trading in fake shrunken heads made from the heads of not monkeys, David. Dogs. No, not dogs. Cats. Not cats. What's in the Amazon? It's a friendly creature that does not deserve to have its head taken from it. Capybara? Taper? Sloths. Ah, easy catch. It is an easy catch. So they use sloth heads for numerous reasons. The first is people trained on how to shrink heads by using sloth heads as practice, like we just discussed. Second if you killed a relative, you were banned from taking their head. So you would wear you would wear a sloth head 
on your waist in its place. I don't really under fully understand like the why they wouldn't take a relative head, but like I think they're just like. I mean, even if like your uncle was acting a fool, yeah, and you had to fucking give him a quick knife to the neck, yeah, a nice they short still haircut. Maybe it was just like too like, uh, you're wearing like uncle's neck. I mean, uncle's head on your waist. It's like probably literally a little too close to home. So yeah. I think they're just like, you know, yeah, you kill the guy and you kill the guy in a good way where you're showing prowess, but you can't wear uncle on your waist. So um, they would put a sloth head there. And third, if you were unable to take a fallen victim's head in the heat of battle, you know, because you can't always just stop and start sawing, mm-hmm. you would once again use a sloth head as a placeholder. So if a sloth head wasn't available at all, but you wanted to make a fake, <laughs> oh, fuck, you're right. Some used monkeys or goat skin and shaped it to make it look like a human head. So they would take monkey skin, not mm-hmm. like the heads, but they take monkey skin or goat skin and then a monkey like, ass. They <laughs> No, they didn't take the ass. That's much <laughs> harder to form. I've tried. Okay. Um, but they they would just like shape it in the form of like a little nose and some eyes and eyebrow over like that wooden ball thing. So Yeah. Um so I said this is like when the guy 3d printed all those fake guns and sold them to the city ghost guns yeah and just like those guns telling the difference between real and fake can be hard and in fact one one researcher claims that most shrunken heads on display at museums including the american museum of natural history are actually fakes and not real so you have to be very careful when you're buying your shrunken heads just 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 to be clear the guy that sold those 3d printed guns they yeah. weren't supposed to be replicas of real guns. They were supposed to be 3D printed guns. Yes, true. So but it wasn't fake. He just... It's, I he guess just, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Because like people would be able to tell, like... But can you shoot a ghost gun? Yeah. How? I think they're good for one bullet. Oh, actually? Yeah. I was going to say, wouldn't they just, like, explode in your hand? Yeah, probably, but... Yeah, but sometimes if you go into uh, battle with a monkey skinned mm-hmm. uh, fake head on your waist, your Bad waist juju. will ex- it'll explode. Yeah, you have one one swing with your knife, and then your hip explodes. Yeah, it's uh, not great. So, um, so I was gonna say okay, and don't forget if there's something unethical or illegal going on. Wait, did I skip something? Oh yeah. So I said. No, I did not. And don't forget, if there's something unethical or illegal going on, like the trade of human heads, you know the Nazis are going to get involved. And that brings us to the Nuremberg trials of World War II, or after World War II, I should say, where the Nazis were put on trial for their crimes. So during the trial, a slew of evidence was brought to the table to show the heinous actions of the Nazis and two of the items, you know, so... I mean, we, we, I, we've talked about this in the past, but the Nazis were, like, very much into the occult. Oh, yeah. So they were, like, collectors in a way of, yeah. like, oddities and strange spiritual items. Wacky and, doodads. Yeah, I'd say gizmos, gadgets, and all sorts of wacky doodads. Yeah, some good trinkets. Yeah, exactly. So two of the trinkets they had, or items, uh, being shrunken heads. So the story originally went that two Polish prisoners 
tried to escape a concentration camp during the war and were subsequently caught and killed by the Nazis. But after closer examination of the items after the trial, they were revealed to actually be two shrunken heads from South America that the Nazis had purchased in order to try and use the occult to gain power, which this is not the first time that had happened in Europe because Vladimir Lenin of Russia did the same thing as well during the Bolshevik Revolution in order to gain any kind of edge over his opponents. So this was like not a common practice, but like, like I said, during the, I don't know when the Bolshevik Revolution was, but like during that time period, the occult, I mean, that was also during a lot of like the mystic shows where like people would go to theaters and be like, I can talk to the afterlife and they'd like, stick a vibrator in their ass and be like, Oh, I am feeling weird. Yeah. You don't see a lot of those anymore these days. You see them at the, what was it called? What was that sports bar? Uh, Lusty's. You you can see it at Lusty's. Lusty's adventure. Yeah. Or Lusty adventures. So you go get someone possessed by the horniest ghost you've ever met. Yeah. Sign me up. (laughs) So, but yeah, they would, uh, they were very much into that. And I guess, war leaders generals were like yeah there's definitely some credence to that uh and they were just buying like oddities i mean we all know like hitler and the nazis tried to like do super soldiers oh yeah uh like make zombies basically like if you got shot you would keep going or if you died they could resurrect you so like the army would never dwindle but they basically ended up finding that in the form of um what did hitler take he was on cyanide speed. Oh no, he was like he was, on... he was like methed out. Yeah, meth. It was like meth. So they would just give their soldiers like meth, and that would just make them like invincible to a certain point where like you know you'd get chunk blown out of your arm and just probably keep going. Yeah, I think it's speed. I think I think it's footage of the the Olympics. There's footage of one of the Olympics, uh, like when the Olympics happened. Hitler Is he att- tweaking attended it, and yeah, he's spazzing out. He's tweaking hard. Yeah. Like, his, his, like, arms and legs are just, like, fucking... Yeah. I mean, no wonder he was, like, so aggro. I mean, every single thing he did was, like... Bah, 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 like, you just, like, going a mile a minute. Yeah. Now he was methed out. Yeah. Bad guy. Yeah, not the best. See what drugs do to you, kids? <laughs> no one likes you no more. Yep. Um, so, uh, another interesting fact was that only men were turned into shrunken heads... But that mm. was o- that was only strictly due to the fact that they were afraid uh, people are gonna have sex with the heads. <laughs> it's shrunken, David. I need a bigger head for this. <laughs> David's like, it fits just right. Snug like glove. <laughs> What's that green ooze? Where that green ooze coming from? Um, no. No, they, 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 they cut, they stapled those lips shut. No, it was strictly due to the fact that they only use heads from enemies who had fallen in battle, which women did not partake in. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. It, amongst those tribes. So the 1930s, the same, de- the same decade, they started selling shrunken heads. The Equatorian, the Ecuadorian and Peruvian government also outlawed the sale of the items because they're just like, we kind of understand like religious, um, you know, freedoms and be like, yeah, but like now you, 
people are just like buying them and it's not ethical and it's not you know people could just like start if, if that market blew up people would just like the cartels would just be like oh uh, yeah let's just cut off as many heads as we can and just yeah. like sell them you know so, wipe out a small town yeah it's like the rhino horn it's like eh, you know so um although i may never get an authentic shrunken head in my stocking it's cool to know that we live in a world where weird and meaningful traditions exist at one existed at one point in time. And to tell you the truth, I would be lying if getting my head boiled after I die didn't cross my tiny little brain. So I say, long live the shrunken head. Would you want to be turned into a shrunken head? No, I, don't care. I think when I'm dead, chop me up. I don't give a fuck. Throw me in the trash. Yeah, throw chop me. Chop you up. I don't care. Put me in lava. Yeah. You can just throw the remains in lava. If there was, like, one thing you actually, like, and it couldn't be burial or cremation yeah. or, like, uh, uh, like they're like, we have to do something, like, kind of crazy with your body. Yeah. What what would you go for? What was, like, okay, what's the one thing that's, like, kind of cool? I got a tie here. But, honestly, it might be a three-way tie now that I think about it. Because lava does sound cool. Just lob me into the lava. Let me, you know, mm-hmm. burn up. Yeah. Uh. So, number one, launch me into space. That would be kind of cool. Just let me float around for eternity. And uh, number two, Viking funeral. Ooh, burn you put me on, on, like, put me shoot on a the arrow. Boat. Yeah, put me on a little boat, send me out to the to the water, and shoot a flaming arrow on there. You want a waterfall to Boromir style, right? Nah. Nah, I want to I wanna roast. I want to like put an apple I want, in like, my mouth. I want like my my burning canoe to like not go over a waterfall. Waterfall. I want it mm-hmm. to like come up on the shore of like a summer camp. <laughs> We've got just the one in mind. <laughs> Imagine like you're just like this. Is how like they're playing the bagpipes or whatever, and they shoot the arrow, and you're they're baptizing a kid. What the fuck is that rolling up? Your boat, your boat starts burning as it like goes across the lake. All of a sudden, like it, these kids are just like playing in the water as like a burning corpse is just like floating past them. In my um, u- in my youth, a couple friends and I, none of us religious in what in any sense. Um, one of us was Jewish, but this was a Christian camp. Uh, it, it is on a lake. And they would do like they would do like baptisms like in the lake, and the whole camp would be there. It's like super awkward for the kids, Ooh. for the friends of me and my friends that were not raised in religion or anything. Just get dunked uh, like an Oreo. Yeah, and you know it's it, great for them. That's their thing. Uh, but being someone who's like not a part of that, like watching that was like crazily awkward. Uh, but last summer, uh, my wife and I uh went camping and she like booked a camping spot and i forgot completely about it and uh we went and we were like directly across the lake from that camp and i was like holy shit i went to camp oh there no when way I was a little kid yeah you that would be where i would yourself? send your body those are holy you who that's where i would send your body you said you wanted to wash up at a, at a camp or oh. something that would be you said her body i was like david no i wouldn't admit to that on the podcast you know <laughs> She's at a holiday party right now. <laughs> she took the boat out by herself, and I told her, don't bring that lighter. Don't bring that lighter. She wouldn't don't, listen. Don't wrap yourself up real tight and lay down yeah, on she, a tiny little boat with a lighter. 
She always loved to sleep in a big bale of hay in the bone. Why she both smoking cigarettes? Told her to leave the sword behind. <laughs> Not I do sword. feel like that is also mandatory to be sent out, you know, like gripping like a big axe or a sword. Oh, yeah. You got to have some kind of weapon with you. Yeah. Um, and then it sinks to the bottom of the lake, and then somebody finds it later, and then yeah. your powers possess them, and you get to relive. That's cool. I would also – another real fun option is taxidermy. Yeah. You know, but it's got to be scary. You got to be in, like, an aggressive – Yeah, like, on my knuckles. Yeah. Like, like, that, like a high knuckle. Okay. Not like a low knuckle. No, not no, like no, a, yeah, yeah, but the high knuckle. like a The gorilla. high knuckle? Yeah, like a gorilla. And then I'm yeah. like, kind of like showing my teeth. Yeah, you know, you I just, it. I just want the them eggplants hanging out. I, that's the thing. I just kind of want them to clothe me because mm. I know they're gonna do me a little dirty, right? <laughs> it's like they gotta put something in there to make it like, yeah. you know. Yeah, I feel like along with that, you should be requested to be placed in like a small town gas station that has one of those walk-in coolers for beer, like the beer oh, cave. You could be in there. Yeah. Ooh, on the ceiling install some lights in your eye socket you do like the spider-man pose when he's like hiding from his mom but like yeah, on the yeah. ceiling yeah you know what i mean eggplant hanging down kinda... low yeah but make it really long so <laughs> like people their are heads like... on it yeah, yeah yeah they bump they bonk themselves on it <laughs> you got bonked let's make a let's make a pinky promise via video chat uh whichever one of us goes first the other one has to shrink the other one's head <laughs> Okay, I'm like arguing with your family. I'm like, you don't get it. <laughs> you didn't hear it. They agreed. Pinky promised virtually. I have video evidence. I have audio evidence. <laughs> anyway, that's the that's the whole We've story. Got of Thirteen witnesses. They heard the episode. <laughs> Amen. All right, right. Delvin. Uh, I wrote this like two weeks ago. So uh, let's see how much I remember. Uh, today we're going to talk a little more about war, because I think my last story was about war, was it not? You love war, dude. Uh, wacky shit happens in war, you know? Your, your, your story was kind of war-related. Yeah. So, uh, but this time around, the enemy might be the last thing you suspected. And uh, this is the Battle of asbestos. Ramree Island. It's not asbestos. Right. That's not the okay. Um, Ramree Island. <coughs> Where is this Ramree? Well, the Battle of Ramree Island, also known as Operation Matador, took place from January fourteenth to February twenty second in nineteen forty five during World War Two. Oh, we do got some World War Two connections on both these. Yeah, uh, Ramree Island was uh, part of the then. Arakan, just kind of awkward. Arakan, uh, but today it is named the Rakhine State. Where is this? Uh, this island is 520 square island. Oh, hold on, I'll get to <laughs> I'll get to where it's at. Wait, you came up with a new measurement? Square no. island. <laughs> No, I saw the uh, I saw this island is in a number. How many so square island was, is your apartment? Uh, probably half of an island. <laughs> Family, an island square, a square island. Uh, he's, he's doing good. So this island is five hundred and twenty square feet. That's not very big. Uh, no, 
It's not, I, I, I think when I wrote this, I fucked up, but square <laughs> miles, it, it. square miles. That, that sounds oh. right. We're going to say miles. I would love I forgot to, to add. The, I got to, <laughs> I didn't add in the, uh, the measurement in here. Who wants to see a, of a war inside of a New York apartment? <laughs> that would be actually pretty cool. That'd be fucking crazy. Get Jet Li in there. Uh, <laughs> He'd be on the ceiling like Spider-Man. <laughs> bonking people with his wiener so uh, uh yeah so then the island the average width being 490 feet so it's not like super big like yeah, it's big enough but it's not like a huge island That's uh, the island sits about 70 miles south from what we know today as sitwe yeah i know that uh, today yeah where the fuck is that you- don't worry about it why do you choose know. the F- you chose you're like, oh yes, do you know where this is? It's by this thing you also don't know where it is. Yeah. I wrote this in like ten minutes. Come on. But like where is Sitway? You have to tell me a little bit more than that. Uh it is <laughs> <laughs> Do you have like a general idea of where you think this might be? It's in uh Neymar. <laughs> Stop! That sounds like the fake people from Black Panther 2. <laughs> no, it's Neymar. <laughs> it's an underwater civilization? Yeah. No, that was that's their leader. Come on, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh it is uh Burma. <laughs> Dude, come on. I I've, I've heard of it's Burma. It's close to Bangladesh. Does that work for you? And uh, still not really, but I'm I, I'm just cuz I'm uncultured. Bangladesh. Uh it's close to Thailand. Okay, there we go. Yeah, you're familiar with that one. Uh, (laughs) So during the Japanese invasion of Burma in the early 1940s, which I believe was 42, the island had been captured. The, uh, The battle started with Operation Matador, an amphibious assault to capture the strategic port of Kayu Kaipu <laughs> at the north end of Ramri Island uh, and the airfield near the port. And I got to say, for me, one of my favorite military assaults is amphibious. How, what's your other? Name another one. Um, You know, I do, I do love a good dog fight. Oh, like a oh, fighter jets. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fighter okay. jets are cool. Yeah. Um, and for absolutely no reason at all. For some reason, uh, amphibious battles or like assaults feel nostalgic to me. Wait, when they say amphibious, do they mean like they're sending like uh, I know this is 1942, so they're not doing like Navy SEALs crawling up on the beach. But is that amphibious? That I know it means water, but does that mean that they're having a naval battle, or does that mean they're assaulting from from the a, water, like from water? Yeah. yeah, like going up on the land. Yeah, from, from the water. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, so during the assault, Allied troops were delayed when a motor launch and a landing craft had a whoopsie with a sea mine. I'm uh, sorry, but what are we fighting over right now? The land, the island. Uh, and who's fighting? Uh, the the Allies are taking on basically just the Japanese at this point. Oh, okay. They have okay. Yeah. Did I miss that? I'm sorry. I'm just like really. I mean, I said the Allied troops. Okay, I just didn't know who exactly was. Okay, so they're they're trying to get a strategic uh, airfield, correct? From that the Japanese have. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and a good port. 
water port. Oh, I love a good port. Oh, also, yeah. Cabernet. Oh. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, they got a little bit delayed, but the explosives did not do enough damage to stop them. And at 9.52 a.m., they arrived ready for battle to take on the Japanese soldiers. Uh, the Allies quickly secured the beach, and I think it took them like three hours to push them back and take the beach over. Um, the following they loved taking beaches in that fucking war. They really did. Everybody was like, oh, my beach. I get it. It's ocean from a property. I get it, guys. It's expensive. Well, yeah. I mean, you all realize planes weren't as common, especially like passenger planes. So like boats were the main way to like transport weapons, ammo, soldiers. Like there weren't as many planes to carry cargo back then. So boats were kind of king. So. Not only that, but, like, if you want to, like, drop people in, you can do that. But they have to be, like, specialty trained in, like, airmen. Yeah, it's, who are like jumping it's, not, out of it's not as easy as jumping off a fucking boat. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just what are those U-boats that just, like, flap, yeah. flip down and then you just get lit up? Yeah, oh that's God. I believe that's what I was referring to when I said uh, motor launch. Oh, okay. Boats. Mm-hmm. I think that was another name for them. Okay. Um. Uh, so they secured the beach. The following day, the Fourth Indian Infantry Brigade landed and occupied the. Uh, boy, I think spell check changed this one on me. Uh, Wait, now India's involved. Yeah, they were part of World War Two. Were they? Yeah. Who were they fighting for? Um, I think they're on our side. Or were they? Know. We're about to find out, aren't we? Who <laughs> they finished the story? Who are they fighting? Hold on, because for some reason I feel like <laughs> India and England fought each other a lot. Well, I mean, England or was maybe col- they were colonizing. All right. Who were the allies in World War Two? Why don't you just say was India an ally? So it's France, Great Britain, United States, Soviet Union. Hold on, they were yeah, not. Yeah, they switched. Yeah, they switched sides. Oh, that's right. And a lesser extent, China. So maybe the uh, maybe the 4th Indian Infantry Brigade were Americans. Wait, did they switch sides? I think they were always fighting the Germans. Italy switched sides. Because the Germans got fucked up on the uh, when they got frozen out in Russia. It's wild how bad I am with World War II. I need to start figuring that shit out. Um, oh, so they were the British Indian Army. Oh, well, because they probably had the colonies down there, so they're probably using Indian soldiers. Well, I don't know if they fight. consisted of, you know, native indigenous people. I think it was just a name. I think you're, oh, I think I you're reading into it too much. <laughs> uh, I don't think you're reading into it enough. <laughs> it doesn't matter. War is war. <laughs> Boom, roasted. Uh, so, yeah, they, they occupied the town, pushing the Japanese forces back. Uh, as more and more reinforcements arrived, the Allies started to go more inland, continuing the push of the Japanese soldiers further and further back. As the 4th Brigade kept stationed at Kayukapuyu. That was the word I was trying to say earlier, but autocorrect changed to something very different. Uh, this continued, and on February 7th, the 71st Indian Infantry Brigade uh, with supporting tanks 
reached the town of Ramri, encountering a determined Japanese resistance. Uh, in two days, the town had fallen with... Uh... No. Navy. It, it corrected it to Nancy. <laughs> I was like, Nancy <laughs> wasn't out there fighting, baby. <laughs> uh, with the Navy and the... We 20- got Nancy. <laughs> All you need is Nancy. Uh, so with the Navy and the 26th Indian Infantry Division concentrating on a blockade of the small streams on the east side of the island to prevent any Japanese soldiers from escaping with their lives. So basically, they're kind of pinning them. They've got the soldiers on land pushing them to the east, and they got boats waiting for them on the east side of the island. Mm. Uh, this prompted Japanese airstrikes to attempt to eliminate the boats, trying to clear a way for the soldiers to escape. But unfortunately, there was a third team in this battle that no one expected. Oh, he! this is the lead he buried, everyone. Let's see who's the unlikely villain. Villain? Mm, just another. Ally Axes? They're on neither team. They're not. They're oh. doing their own fucking thing, and that's Mother Nature, baby. Crickets or something. With Locus. the in, with the increased spike of population, being that the Japanese soldiers invaded the island, there quickly became a problem of not enough food on the island. Mm. So uh, the Japanese soldiers did what made sense. Uh, they started hunting the deer and other small game on the island, but there was one small thing they forgot about. And it's something that has lived on this earth long before man crawled out of the mud puddles. Worms. And that's the food chain. Oh. (laughs) As you take away one important part of the food chain, the predators must find a replacement. And uh, the massive population of saltwater crocodiles were hungry. Oh, fuck. Now, when the deer went missing, the crocodiles went into a state called Torpa, which is almost like hibernation, where they just kind of float around preserving energy, uh, making up for their lack of food. Now, imagine you are a big old 20-foot-long saltwater croc floating in a swamp, uh, half asleep, just dying for your next meal, just waiting And then, boom, explosions and gunfights start popping off. You wake up, and suddenly these pretty big, two-legged meat things come running directly at your face. What are you going to do? Chomp. Chomp away. That's right. As the Japanese soldiers were running for their lives into the jungle and swamplands, bullets flying past them from the Allied forces... They were unknowingly running straight into an army of hungry crocodiles, and boy, did they feast. Oh, wow. That must have been such a bad way to go. Yes. Which, from uh, the from the Japanese perspective, uh, sounds like the most terrifying experience ever as you're dodging bullets and uh, people are getting snapped on and rolled up on each side of you. Um Yeah, that sounds like hell. Uh, It is believed during this event, over 1,000 Japanese soldiers were eaten by the local saltwater crocodiles. Oh, my God. 
the allies sent rescue boats around to pick up any of the soldiers to, you know, surrendering soldiers to mm-hmm. take them in. But it was reported that not a single soldier survived. Oh, my God. And uh, this event is known as the Ramree Massacre, the most humans killed by animals in a single event known to man. Yeah, a thousand. I thought you were going to be like, oh, a couple, you know. Twenty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, estimated a thousand. Oh, my God. Imagine uh, how many crocodiles were on that fucking island. Yeah. And uh, this just goes to show, at the end of the day, nature always wins. (laughs) Not wrong. So a lot, of, wrong. a lot of people speculate that uh, not all of them were eaten by crocodiles, that plenty of them were shot and killed, and then the crocodiles eventually got to them after yeah. eating the, the ones running. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they reported that uh, the, the rest, I guess, quote unquote, rescue boats, the cop, the cop boats going to mm-hmm. take prisoners, they didn't find a single person. Yeah, I mean, whether it be the alligator getting you or them causing a a tire, uh, uh, what's what's that thing called when you, in football when you do like the tire drill, where like you put your feet in the tires. Yeah, I don't like, know what the name for that is. <clears throat> Quick feet. They, yeah, they basically created one of those things with the crocodiles and just be like, yeah, you're gonna be slower. Like wh- whether it be the oh, and they're the, running through a swamp, so they're not moving very fast either. Yeah, it, whether the gators got them or like they the gators slowed them down so like the uh, other soldiers could shoot them. It's they still had like a huge, you know. Yeah. Jesus Would you rather get Christ. shot or snapped on and rolled up? Shot, 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 shot without. What do you got? Shoot me. What do you got? Shot like in the throat and you're alive for like a minute, but then you got snapped and rolled up. That would be the worst. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I'd say that's the, bo- bo- the, the worst of both worlds. I was about to say like, but also like, would you would you bleed out faster if you just got shot instead of like, just like torn apart by a crocodile like completely healthy? I feel like you'd have to get shot in the head to die quick enough for croc Maybe not to. Right. Yeah, and then you just have a stomach wound where it's like you know you're getting your leg ripped off. Oh my god! Some of those uh, fuckers were twenty feet long. I know what I'm gonna have a nightmare about tonight. Crocs. Yeah, I had a, I had a, I had a weird dream last night. It, nothing really crazy happened, but I moved into an apartment, and my two roommates were Jeffrey Dean Morgan uh-huh. and Javier Bardem. Sometimes I forget they're different people. <laughs> well, they both had to pay rent. Yeah, were they because, behind? No, they, they, they haven't they been good, in much lately. They were good roommates, actually. But it's funny because like they lived in like a college like house with me. Yeah, and uh, you guys played beer they, pong. And they were like them, like they were like their age now them. Yeah. And they were they were just like I'm like oh man I really liked you and like No Country for Old Men. He's like oh thank you, thank you. And like Jeffrey Dean Morgan was like, hey I'm Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I'm Negan. And I would have like, told ah. I would have told Javier I would been like hey I tried to watch Mother on a plane once. That was a bad idea. <laughs> I think I had a panic attack. What the fuck was that? Like, every five seconds I was looking over to see if anybody was seeing the shit I was watching. Talk about running through a swamp full of crocodile. That's what I felt like. <laughs> Good oh, lord! Man. I almost um, got snapped by a crocodile once. What really? Yeah, I was uh, I was in Mexico, and uh, there was a cenote. Is that what they're called? Uh huh. The, the hole with the yeah. uh, lake in the. I mean, the little pond in the bottom pond. Yeah, geez. and I uh, there's a little ropes, little rope swing, and I jumped in it, and. Uh, 
you know, and my wife and I were swimming around having fun and we got out and we're hanging out and we noticed people like looking and pointing at something and we're like, what are you guys talking about? And they're like, oh yeah, there's a crocodile over there. And there was just a crocodile like 10 feet from us the whole time we're in the water. We had no idea. Just Fuck chilling. That. Big, that. big fucker. Just chilling. Guess, oh. guess they weren't hungry. Oh. Yeah. They don't like stinky. That could have been a bad, that could have been a bad vacation. They're like, that guy's got a dead leg. Don't eat him. That's a stinky ass leg. <laughs> That's probably what saved us, honestly. It, yeah. The, the water was tainted. Leg. The leg was rotting. Anyway, thank you guys. So I think that's it. And that's all we have for you today. So uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We love telling you these stories, and we love when you stick around and listen. If you guys want any more information, you go to Camp Strange Podcast on Instagram. Click the link in bio for any merch uh, and uh, wherever you want to listen to us. You could rate, review, and subscribe to us on whatever you listen to us on. But please review us. Please do it. We would appreciate it. I'm kind of doing a a Longmont Potion Castle. Oh, shit. I haven't listened to that in a long time. Yeah, that's a good one. Those prank calls are good. Not, I'm um, not a prank call guy, but they, he he does it for me. He does it. He's like, I got I found blueberries in my <laughs> guitar case. <laughs> Fro- frozen blueberries. Frozen blueberries. Um, anyway, if you guys want to send us an email, you can send it to campstrangepodcast at gmail.com and blah, 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 whatever. Who cares? Uh, what else do we got, David? Uh, I got a sleeping dog in the office. She oh, passed nice. out. She was a good girl. Uh, she didn't make a peep, though. She doesn't make noises, though. Well, I got a shit salad. Oh. I got a couple empty beer cans. I got uh, a, a a wig full of uh, dust mites. I got a battle axe made out of popsicle sticks. I got too many kids on this bus. I got three. Over capacity. I got three gallons of hydraulic oil. I have vanilla flavored cigarellos i got a crane it don't work no more i got a bird and it's a crane oh all right i got a blue herring (laughs) i got some blue hair liberal Uh, i got blue meth i got a pizza up on the roof now we're just like kind of doing stream of consciousness right now i got a baby that only speaks italian oh I have uh, Oppenheimer on Blu-ray. I got a gumball. DVD commentary. I got a gumball machine full of dead bugs. I have a hole in the drywall where I lost a video game. I got a bed that's made out of sheet metal. I have green gangrenous green, green, uh, gangrene foot. I got two toes. I got... too many toes can i borrow some <laughs> i give you some i got anyway, an ear made out of cheetos i got tiny little people living in walmart i got a bobcat flying a, a skyrocket i have a cootie catcher with full of herpes i got a Cooties. lake i got a lake of kool-aid i got shh in splints I got a flashlight that makes the room darker. I got a ooh. ooh. <laughs> I want to have something that clever. That's a good one. Uh, 
I have soda pop that takes air out of you. <laughs> I've got a loan taken out from Riff Raff. Okay, we're in there. <laughs> anyway, uh, David, do you have anything to say before we officially get out of here? Uh, happy holidays. Um, I I know that it's it's probably gonna be 2024 next time you guys hear from us. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, with the we're I'm gonna be gone for like two weeks, so I don't yeah. know when we'll get back to our regularly regularly scheduled program. But we already fucked it up this last week, so yeah, yeah. We'll it works. See what's it going works on. better though because you're you, you know you're leaving, yeah. so like we wouldn't have been able to do one next week. So yeah, true. You know, so it, it is what fine. it is. It's it fine. is what it is. Yeah. Listen to an old episode where we were funnier. <laughs> Listen to an old episode when we had better topics to talk about. <laughs> when when we had whimsy and not just depression and age. <laughs> anyway, okay. Uh, I think that's all we got. Uh, did I already ask you to say something? Yeah, I said happy holidays. Oh, it's a dementia in my brain that's and, getting Oh, me. yeah. See you guys next year. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I cracked myself up. Don't forget to stay strange.